Yup Beer, made with all natural ingredients and only $1.85 a can. Available in over 200 locations across Ontario. Visit yupbeer.com to find a store near you. another episode of the down by two podcast not just any episode the big three we're on episode 30 of db2 what's going on it's your co-host josh elijah to my right mikey Fulmer. mikey baby how you doing buddy boys i'm back in the hot seat it's been a little while been a minute you know, been I'm a, a minute. part-time fucking basis here but i'm, I'm here oh couldn't, man couldn't miss the, this special guest we had. oh yeah absolutely i mean like look it's it's always like sometimes we do have to we do have to you know run with it ourselves you know obviously with different things that are going on in your life which we're obviously going to get to uh but it's always great when you're able to uh to sit on in these shows and then Obviously, uh, we have our our uh, our pillar, our anchor for the show, Jesse McKay, aka Birdman. How you doing, buddy? What's up, baby? Yo, looking like a lean, mean producing machine over Damn. here. That's what I do. That's what teach I do. Teeth don't even fit no more. <laughs> the teeth, Yo, that honestly, I uh, I so I I was went out last night and. I put on a fire outfit. I know Even. it's sick. I know it's sick. I put the shirt on. Boys, I look like uh, I look like I was wearing an actual tarp on my body. The shit was just like she draped over me, and it was not a good look. So shirt, shirt might have to <laughs> hit the trash. Sweet, right? Throw that on Tumble for twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hitting, hitting my eBay. Yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. coming soon. Coming soon. Yo, we were just talking about that. And like, man, I feel, uh, has it been since the Gil Lanza episode that you've been uh, really just, you're looking good, buddy. Like Shre- you, Shredding the pounds. Yeah, yeah that man. episode traumatized me, I think. It uh, <laughs> really got a number on me. I actually oh. listened to it back like quite a few times. And yeah, yeah it, I don't it, know. It really stuck with me. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, there's obviously just a lot of different insights in, into how you can just live. A healthier life and you know it's uh it's something i feel like you are like trending in the right direction like you're that red graph and then i'm the blue graph i've been doing the opposite i think i've been increasing my eating um, <laughs> and my yup intake oh uh, that's a I mean, effect that's, that's a uh, but that's low calories so you know not that bad true. oh yeah 100 calories per serving it's yeah it's, it's pretty crushable crisp. yeah 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 available in 200 stores sometimes you just crush them and then they're gone and that's how it works with beer Man, I was doing a grocery run the other day just at my local superstore here in London, Ontario. And then what do I find? I wow. find yup beer right there. No and way. Half of them gone. And I'm like, I can take care of the other half. Let me <laughs> let me see if I can just send them the bill. Uh, you cleared them out. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man, but shout out to Yup. Um, I'm at the point where I genuinely would prefer a Yup beer though, and over any light beer. And that's Yo, not even putting same. a shameless plug. Yo, they are I mean, the best paid to say beer. that, but yeah, absolutely. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking. No one's gonna believe me. No, no, no. But it's real. It's real, Yo, man. Like it's a fucking. I guarantee good beer. you, anyone out there, try one and throw it in my face if I'm wrong. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> like beer makes me feel kind of kind of weird these days. Like I, I don't know. I get like an upset stomach. And honestly, like I'm not capping whatsoever. Yup, it gives me no problems at all. Like I can crush those, and I'm fine. They don't put any of the nonsense bullshit in it. That's there's no preservatives, and it's you know no artificial flavors and all that kind of stuff. I mean, again, this does sound just like a plug, but they don't bend you over because they they make it clean, and they still don't bend you over. Under a Tony a can? Are you kidding me? Yupbeer.com. Go check it out. Find a location near you. Um, speaking of speaking of different sponsors and partnerships that we have, we're very pleased to um, to also say that we are uh, extending our contract with BetStamp as well. Sheesh. Damn. So we're going to be signing on with BetStamp for um, for the foreseeable future for at least a bit more, um, and you know couldn't have come at a better time. As well as we're now going to be ushering in the NBA season, the the NHL season, and obviously football, which is only weeks away. Um, so again, some new information uh, with BetStamp as well. We have a brand new landing page, BetStamp.app/slash onboarding. What used to be was Ontario, but now is slash onboarding, which means that that is nationwide across Canada, the United States. All you need is that one link. BetStamp.app slash onboarding and use promo code DB2. Um, really, really excited, you know, especially because when we first started with BetStamp, it, it was just the beginning of the baseball season. So now with NFL and, and, and NBA and NHL coming back as well, like and then obviously we're going to be in the middle of, uh, of uh, playoff baseball as well. Um, really just an incredible time for sports bettors abroad. Uh, but yeah, very, very excited for that, too. Yeah, even just sports enjoyers in general. Such as us, fellows. I know it's a weird ass time, right? Because the summer starts to wind down. A part of you says, like, you can't wait for it to be done because it's ushering in fucking kickoff and fucking right. and tip. First tip, dropping the puck. Tip. First tip. First tip. Oh. I'm um, so excited for basketball, guys. I know. I know this yeah. episode's all you, about football. So you two fuckers uh, are the basketball junkies. We'll go too uh too hard on a tangent, but like, man, you, you know I'm what's like salivating for fucking basketball, oh, dude? I watched the crossover so game. That's how poor. It oh, is. the crossover! The crossover. Yeah. It generates a, quite a bit of attention, though, and you got some big names. Dude, it was trash. Out. We were just talking about this <laughs> off camera, though. We were saying that basketball really is the most global sport. I mean, I mean. We're forgetting about soccer slash no, European uh, of football. No, of the North American like, Big Four, it's absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, American football is just literally American football. But, like, uh, baseball, you can't really. Baseball it has a little bit in, in Japan and yeah, but, nowhere else, actually. But if we're talking global, I mean. I think you. I think you got more of a reach when it comes to when it comes to the NBA as opposed to the NHL. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hundred percent. All you need is a ball and a bucket. But speaking yeah. uh, speaking of uh, the big four as well, and uh, we're we're very stoked to to bring you this episode here uh, with a three time great great cup champion and uh, definitely playing stints as well with the Montreal Alouettes, Calgary Stampeders, Edmonton Eskimos, and playing in the NFL as well with the San Diego Chargers. Now with TSN, we had Davis Sanchez on the show. 
big, big get. Uh, really stoked to get him on the show. Uh, man, again, just so many insights. It's great. I love I, I love being able to have pro athletes on the show as well because they really just pull back the curtain on, on what it's like and giving us comparisons between the CFL and the NFL as well. 100%. Yeah. Two things. Big football guy. I'd say I'm the football uh, football guy of, of the cast. So yeah, whenever you, you tell are. me you land someone that uh, played in the NFL, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Part two, love that he's Canadian, but he's also he went all the way with it. It's so nice, right? He can honestly say that he, he signed that contract in the NFL and he started and, and played against them. Yo, don't, don't, <laughs> don't bust yet. Oh. Don't bust your George yet. Save it for the Your George. <laughs> Man, nothing like, worse than busting your jorts. No. Oh, wide open. Can't bust the, one of the main parts of the jorts. I can't. I can't. Yeah, you just have to. You're gonna have to pay attention and uh, stay tuned for Yo, sick the dude, David though. Sanchez. Yeah, man. Really sick dude. Mm-hmm. Super chill. Had a beer with us. Very down, yeah, to, down earth. to earth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Frequents. Uh, Frequents our, our our local haunt in uh, in Toronto in the beaches. Uh, ah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You may see him around there. Uh, you might see us around there too. I've been known to have a couple wobbly pups down there. Uh, so I'm the only guy that hasn't gone to this fucking watering hole you talk about too. Oh yeah, maybe uh, waiting for one, the invite. One day the three of us will uh, will park up on the uh, the patio one day in the summer. Oh yeah, it's nice. yeah, yeah. Put put in a shift if you will. I'd rather <laughs> not, but yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but some uh, with with that being said, big announcement. Big announcement coming our way here. Um, this is honestly, man, like we've been doing this show now for a year and a half ish. Um, it's been, uh, you know, just an incredible experience. But one of our one of our main goals is to be able to have this show put out like the best product possible and, you know, bring you interesting interviews and with people from across the sports industry, whether or not it's you know professional players or, or coaches, broadcasters, analysts. Uh, comics, actors, you name it. We try to get them all on the show here. Um, but one of our main goals was to have this show picked up by a network. And uh, with that being said, we just did. We Damn. just did. Me introducing the Down by Two podcast brought to you by the Dean Blundell Network. Jeez, that has been something that's been on our, our list of goals and on our bucket list here is to get this picked up and you know, we're really, really excited to be working with the Dean Blundell team. Um, there, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's coming in down the pipe for them. Um, a, lo- a lot of different changes and stuff. So we're we're going to be uh, a part of that as well. Uh, really excited to uh, be bringing our brand onto a network that we definitely align with um, and be a part of their sports division. Um, shout out Ray as well, who is going to be uh, handling our show as well and, and being a guest on, on different episodes that we have. Um, just really all in all, just an incredible partnership to be able to to land this with the network. So um, here's to here's to Dean Blundell and the Dean Blundell Network, uh, the official announcement of the partnership and, and jumping on the network with them. Boys, I'm going to jump in here quick and just say the two of you grind. I run shot, ride shotgun to you guys. <laughs> no, all the work, no, 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 fuck no. off for a second. <laughs> the two of you grind hard in, in the course of a year and a half. Like you boys deserve this this is this is fantastic another step in the right direction with this podcast it's oh, uh man. 
fascinating. I know you guys put in a lot of hours behind behind uh, closed doors. So, cheers to you. Really do. We appreciate that, man. We we really do. And it's uh, man, it's it's been a grind, you know. And it's it's crazy because we look back at maybe this time last year. And there was, you know, we like still making headway and, and, and trucking forward and and doing what we can. But, you know, there are highs and lows when it comes to doing this. And like it, a lot of it has to do with, you know, are you putting out good content? Are people enjoying this? Like sometimes when you put out an episode, you'll you might get the listens, but you don't get any feedback and you're not sure if you're heading in the right direction sometimes. Um, and then, you know, it, it's it's easy to get inside your own head. But, you know, we we. We put our heads down and we continue doing what we love doing. And that, at the end of the day, it's drinking beers and talking sports. 100%. That's all. And we just kind of stay true to that. You and stay that's... true to that, you'll be fine because likable people that that know what they're talking about, it's it'll take care of itself. And every that's, single thing. And that's and it. it has. So. I mean, proof is in the pudding at this point, right, boys? Well, not yeah. only not only that as well, but um, I'm, I'm pretty pumped to be uh, to be writing for the network as well. So stay, keep your eyes out for for a couple hot takes from Jish. Uh, I'll be putting out weekly articles on DeanBlundell.com. Um, so make sure that you check that out. Uh, check us. I'll be posting everything on Twitter and social media and what have you. But weekly articles coming from your boy. Um, and tell me, let me know if I'm, if I'm way off with some of these takes, but, um, yeah, just going to be, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the show and talk about, you know, my, give my two cents when it comes to, you know, the sports world and what's going on. So, um, so cheers to that as well. And, and all the hard work that's going on behind the scenes. Fuck yeah, man. It's, uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been a journey. Like there, I, 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 Mike, I don't know if you know this, but like, maybe I want to say in the winter time. I um, I kind of wanted to quit mm. and I just didn't my heart wasn't in it and I just felt like ah, I don't know if I'm cut out for this or like if I'm doing good audio work you know and you get in your own head and you kind of start doubting yourself and Josh quickly reeled me in and said enough of this yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna go nope. hard with this and now look where we're at you know what no, I mean like you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. No, He's thank done you. that to me a hundred times. I'm the <laughs> intro of every fucking week. I can't. Even, I can't even listen to the podcast because I'm just like, I'd rather not people listen to me. Like you guys, I know it's like pulling nails. Josh probably wants to shoot me once a week. No. Oh man. You know, at no. the end of the day, this like I I can't do it without you guys. Um, it's seriously, it's it's it is a grind. Um, but I I guess like I I've I've done it. I've done this type of thing before. So. Um, so I, I've been, I've been down these uncharted waters. Um, I, I, I know what to look out for and, uh, I know how to pivot when it comes to, you know, face with any sort of obstacles. So could have done it without you boys too. So, uh, really again, one more time, I'm just really pumped to be a part of the network as well and, uh, continue to grow, uh, lots of, uh, crazy things to, to, to come from that as well. So, um, so yeah, couldn't have done it without you boys and fucking love you. Really do. Hell yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And with that, I think it's uh, I think it's about time to share our, our, our uh, last little bit of news here. Not really news, especially if you've been following the show. But, um, you know, now that we're, we're at episode 30 and but that's the we, we knew this time was coming as well. But um, uh, it, it's time to send our, our very own uh, Mike Fulmer on paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, don't worry, it's not funded by the Dater. government. No, <laughs> you don't pay. Don't pay. Uh, I wonder if we could submit something on. Oh. Are we? Are we? Uh, 
Am I eligible through the podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Just uh, go ahead and just staple that to your tax return. That's well, yeah, just put, d- put, put the referral code DB2 on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And ask him what the fuck. On your turbo tax claim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> DB2. Um, DB2. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, honestly, just just uh, very, very excited, obviously, for the Fulmers, for you and Nat. And uh, as you're, as you're going to be welcoming in uh, baby Fulmer, into this world uh it's crazy just thinking about like how how this is even how it even came to be and and you blurting it out in the middle of the steve dangle interview that was funny (laughs) that was fucking hilarious because like then we started getting like people you're just like ah fuck it i'll say it nobody nobody actually listens to this shit and turns out it's like yeah people do yeah And, and the wife finds out. And the, the wife don't like yeah, it. The wife finds out. <laughs> yeah. It's like getting. Uh, it's like getting informed. You got traded through Twitter or something. Yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> like your like your boy Davis getting getting finding out that he got drafted by uh, having an article written about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh That's man. Too but funny. yeah. No. Uh, all the way from there, and then obviously, like you're you're our fucking boy um, and and uh, you know I'm really really stoked to be Uncle Jish here, obviously, and. And, you know, obviously, like, yeah, you're, you're always going to be a very yeah. integral part of this show. Yeah, I'm not going far. Boys. I just, I, it's hard being one foot in, one foot out. You guys, you guys don't run a, a slap fuck operation here. It's a, it is a commitment. <laughs> what the, the slap is, fuck? It, it, well, no, it isn't just like you show up and you start spitting into a microphone. I do that. But you guys put a lot of work into this. And I know it's, this, this is a machine, a sponsored machine. And I'm just going to be... Uh, pretty busy coming up so oh i mean that's that's I'll, that's just the, i think i'll be a, thing, man. I'll, I'll be popping on here and there just a little bit it's just chaos oh yeah you, yeah you're, you're you're just taking you're taking your paternity leave you're yeah. obviously like you know, i'm entitled be, to it from the government you fucking are exactly yeah and you fucking <laughs> you get that in writing uh <laughs> yeah um and my position has to be held too that's better than but yo, absolutely, Legally. man. I mean, it's just uh, you know that's just the next step, obviously, in in your life as well. And uh, you know, you're 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 a daddy now, daddy Fulmer. Um, it's it's fucking super exciting, man. And uh, I can't wait to see can't wait to see the little guy too jumping up and down in his Detroit Lions gear, wearing the the Screaming Lions star and crying <laughs> and shitting himself. <laughs> yeah, fucking. I can't say guy. I envy you right now, but I'm just so excited to be. Uh, to be an uncle and for to see you, you're just gonna be an incredible fucking father. Like, oh yeah, Bert, can you oh, yeah. can you imagine Mike as a dad? Coach yes. him up. That's awesome. absolutely. Oh, well, you're gonna be Coach teaching Mike. him your fucking native tongue of LaSalle, whatever the fuck this language is. That yeah, speak. this kid is I not. He's gonna grow up learning broken yeah. English. Like, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I actually quote you daily with just like <laughs> random thing and That's people are like, like i don't know what that means and i'm like yeah, neither do i but far. i like it yo you know what you can do is just start you know like seasoning your your, your kid and getting him trained up and ready to uh, do an episode for the podcast and maybe you can be the intern um get him to start doing copy runs for us and stuff or he could do our he could do our revised intro or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> clinking and clunking shit yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah banging the baby bottle but um cheers to that cheers to, no, cheers to the show that, cheers to everything all exciting times all around here um it's just really uh really just 
fucking incredible. I, I think there's there's it no is. other way to really put things. Life is just uh, life is is treating us well. Um, so we're mm-hmm. we're really pumped to keep bringing you uh, amazing content and amazing interviews with uh, with amazing people. So um, with with that being said. Uh, let's just jump right into it. This is episode 30 with all the feels uh, of the Down by Two podcast featuring TSN's Davis Sanchez and former CFL and NFL cornerback. Cheers. It's your boy, Josh Elijah here, co-host of the Down by Two podcast and DB2 Bets, which now drops every Friday. We wanted to break off a piece of that weekend action, so we decided to move our show over to Fridays. Now you might be asking yourself, what in the hell is even DB2Bets? Daddy, chill. What the hell is even that? Well, DB2Bets is our sports betting show that is powered by Betstamp. We use the Betstamp app to find the best odds available across all different sports books. Not to mention, we have a big fat promo code for you to use when you cash in on all those sweet sign-up bonuses that these top sports books have to offer. We're talking DraftKings, we're talking ScoreBet, we're talking BetMGM, Bet99, Betway, BetRivers, Stake, and dozens more. All you have to do is visit betstamp.app/ontario and use promo code DB2. That's betstamp.app/ontario and use promo code DB2. If you're outside of Ontario, go to the Betstamp app and enter the referral code DB2 in your account and open up a sportsbook directly from the app. And be sure to tune in every Friday and follow along with our picks. Or don't use our picks. Do the opposite. It's your life. Make your own decisions. Just make sure you line shop and please gamble responsibly. Episode 30 of the Down by Two podcast. We've made it to this point, and I got to say, I'm really stoked to be able to have uh, this next guy on the show. We've been chatting for quite some time, and uh, pretty stoked to be able to have him on here. He's a three-time Grey Cup champion, uh, and has had stints, obviously, with the Montreal Alouettes, Calgary Stampeders, Edmonton Eskimos, and the San Diego Chargers in the NFL. We have TSN's Davis Sanchez on the show. Davis, my man, how you doing? Thanks so much for taking some time with us today and, and hey, chatting. Josh, you jerk. Why don't you ra- rifle off a few more teams that cut me? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, hey, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to jump into that for sure then, and you can tell us all about it from the very beginning. But thanks. Thanks so much for uh, for chatting uh, with us today. Uh, appreciate yeah. you taking some time. Uh, I know that you're uh, you got to go pick up the kids as well, which is uh, basically it sounds like our boy Mike over here in a little bit, where he's gonna turning into uh, turning into a daddy with daddy duties over here as well. So really do appreciate you uh, taking some time and chatting with us here today. Yeah, all good, fellas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess this to start off with a, a good place uh, that we always like to start with is just a little bit more about you and obviously we did our research a bit and uh we're able to find out uh that you're actually uh, from delta bc which is that's like that's right on the border that's down over like but just below vancouver and richmond and you're right there on the border and we, we'd like to hear about where it all started from for you yeah well it is close to the border it's close enough in, in my years i'm a i'm an 80s baby kind of guy so i was uh I, you know i was the age where when i turned 19 or uh, 
well, I guess it would have been 21, but we would find someone 21, go across the border and, and remember 40s were cool? Remember 40s? Like old liquor? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. <laughs> it still are. We're in London, Ontario, so they oh, still are. Oh, is that, is that, <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah, the, the podcast budget is uh, more liquor. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we have our own yup beers over here, but uh, but yeah, whenever we run out of our supply, we're 40s over here. Yeah, so we, <laughs> well, we used to go across the we used to go across the border and get some St. Ives or some OD. Yes. The, the boys from the city, the, the East Van kids would, would come down to Delta. That would be the trek. We'd they'd come, we'd grab it, and then we'd get back on the sky train and head back to the city. But uh, yeah, just Absolutely. You know, the uh, the suburban life. Played every every sport that there was. I played soccer and I lived across the street from a public, I always say I lived across the street from a tennis court and then People think I grew up the French Prince of Bel Air, so I uh, <laughs> so I always make sure I tell them public tennis courts are across yeah. from my house. So I played a ton of tennis, and uh, yeah, man, just kind of fell in fell into football later on. But really, my first first love of sport was was soccer and, and then basketball. And football is kind of a, an afterthought, to be honest. Oh wow! Well, uh, how did how did you kind of segue into football? Where did you uh, where did you kind of have that aha moment where you're like, you're this is actually where you're really talented and where you might actually be able to make a run at it? Yeah, I still I still don't know if I'm really talented, but my buddies uh, <laughs> my buddies uh, played football in high school, so I just my first year of football I was 16, so uh, yeah, just kind of that after school, the, the dudes that I hung out with, they all played on the same football team and. And there was a you know a few years where I hung up. I never went to football because I was doing my other stuff, and I was a pretty mm-hmm. decent little basketball player. And then one year they was like, "Why don't you come play that? You're a tough little for a little sh- for a little shit. You're kind of tough and yeah, and your athletics come play." And I just I went out there and played, and I actually played for a year. I liked it. Uh, I was pretty good at it, and, and but I just and I then I didn't play after that. I played for a year, and then uh, I was just pretty serious into basketball, and I was. You know, I had some offers and, and would have went on and, and, and had a basketball scholarship if I, if I actually went to school once in a while. Um, wow. So, uh, yeah, I was just serious to that. And so I went to went to school, went and played junior college basketball in B.C. at a place called Capilano College, which is uh, um, just up in North Vancouver. Yeah, it feels like that rings a bell a little bit. I used to play a bit of basketball as well. Okay. So um, that's uh, that definitely does ring a bit of a bell. Are you? What position did you play? I, I gotta ask. Center, center. You're center, and and you're. I was gonna say, was gonna say you're on. five nine. I don't. I don't know. Well, here, here's the thing: is that going on, Scully? Look, a center. Yeah. Imagine back that, and hey. a center. <laughs> well, hey, when I played high school basketball, like I'm five eleven, six yeah. foot, and and like on my rep team, we would uh, they would put me at point guard. But then whenever I'm playing for the high school team, like you're center because I'm the tallest guy in there. So, yeah, uh, so I mean, yeah. shout out to that hat. That's absolutely gotta represent the Grizz. Heck but yeah, man. So you were talking about, uh, so potentially you were looking for your, for your scholarship as well. Yeah, but yeah. Then... So I just, I, didn't, I had, you know, the local rides of, of around the UBCs, the SFUs and some stuff like that, but I, I was never getting in grades wise. So I went to, I, I love, I always use this line cause I went to junior college to play basketball. And then after that, I went and played football. And I love, yeah. remember Chris Rock's line about, I don't even know which, which standup it was, but he described, uh, he described junior college as a disco with books. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you have it. Idiot can get into junior college. It makes just a party. You didn't have to graduate high school to get a junior college. But yeah. um, anyway, so I went there, did a year, played basketball, liked it, but I just wasn't doing the school thing. So uh, I left there uh, after the season was over, and then I, uh, you know, junior football. So like uh, this year, the 
national champion in junior football called the Langley Rams. Mm-hmm. They won the national championship for junior football. And I played, that's who I played for, the, the Langley Rams. It's just like, it's like basically a... a oh, Langley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so it's basically like uh, after high school football league, community football league. And yeah. uh, I played there with my buddies and, and realized that my couple of my buddies had gone on to down south to Butte Junior College where Aaron Rodgers went. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they went the year before me and they were like, man, you can get... You can get a, a grant. They called it a fire science grant. Basically, can the Canadian government? I hope no one's listening right now. Uh, uh, people in Parliament Hill, put your earmuffs on. But they're giving away money <laughs> to go, yeah. to go and take. A, if you took a fire science course, they would okay. give you. Again, it was a loan, but they would give you ten grand to go take this fire science course down in California because we were short in in that whatever with that department. That, that oh that, really? Department. Wow. Yeah. So I end up. Um, and my buddies went down here before. I'm like, man, I'm not doing jack shit here at home. So <laughs> Why not? You want yeah. to give me 10 grand to move to California and go play football? <laughs> so I, I did it. And when I got down there, I looked around. I realized, like, you know what? I always thought they were so much better than us. And I realized, you know what? Like, I'm actually, if I actually work out and eat properly and, like, actually focus, I could probably do something with this. So I just kind of ended up living. My roommate is actually the. He's from uh, Vancouver as well. He's the head strength coach for the San Francisco 49ers for 10 oh, wow. years. His name's Mark oh, Uyama. He was like super disciplined and like uh, just like a, a really good good guy and works hard. And I kind of lived with him and just followed everything he did. And I ended up buying Absolutely. it. And uh, it worked out from there. And I was kind of, you know, I realized if I did my stuff, I could actually not have to go home and get a job and I could figure it out. And, and uh, it's kind of. That's there it is. If you just apply point. yourself a little bit. Yeah, that's when the light turned on. So did you get did yeah. offers come rolling in after that one year at the JUCO yeah. and you, you went to Oregon? Yeah, exactly. So I had, I had quite a few uh, offers from there and then I had a uh, background. My uncle ran track in Oregon and, and then Oregon was close to home too. So yeah, exactly. Easy, easy that's fit. That's ideal. Yeah. yeah. So I chose there and and uh, pretty cool, pretty cool uh, college town. Eugene is uh, definitely, I would... I would. Milt, Milt's son actually is. Uh, Milt Steagle was on the panel with me. His son's a soccer player. He's getting mm-hmm. looked at for lots of schools, and and Oregon is one of them. And I, I would try to tell him what a great, um, what a great college town it is. And how many years did you spend at, at Oregon? I was there for two years. Two years, and then after the two years, you you found uh, you found yourself kind of facing uh, your your next step in life here, yeah. and and, uh, and and either just playing football professionally. So where did that kind of decision come into play? Um, and also like, also, how did you land at that cornerback? Was that always your position as well? Or did you have to adjust? Uh, no, I probably wanted to be the quarterback, but I look, look at my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I can't even hold an iPhone plus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, those 13s are huge. Yeah. yeah they're pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, I kind of, it just fit. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of quick, you know, a quarterback, you kind of got to be quick and, and I got good, good, good feet and hips and. Of course. Uh, basically, I'd be a great salsa dancer. Uh, so that was kind of that was kind of the fit. And, and you got the deck. My, yeah. <laughs> played. Uh, yeah. Played. Played. Uh, I actually broke my leg in my senior year of Oregon. Broke my leg. So any any NFL uh, hopes coming out of college were done. I missed actually. Oh, damn. I missed, like the whole my whole senior year and part of my junior year um, with a broken leg. And then, uh, but fortunately, I had the CFL to kind of fall back on. Like that's a fallback, and then it was. Good for me, and had a couple couple of good seasons, and and the the Chargers signed me, and, and I was off down there. 
Well, let's let's just even talk about like your your breakthrough then with being able to play in the CFL and obviously like what was it like going through that whole draft process? You know, now now kind of navigating throughout your next your next steps here, and then you know what that whole draft and 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 that experience really was like for you. Yeah, well, you know, nowadays the draft is like such. I was down to this year covering the NFL draft for for TSN, and mm-hmm. what a, what a display it was! Just oh like, yeah, just like the glitz and the glamour, and 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 the CFL draft is even we cover that at TSN as well. And I, I was of course, not as big of a scale, but it was mm-hmm. still you know we have a four person panel and live TV show. And and when I got drafted, uh, I found out uh, a newspaper reporter. Well. Herb, he's a well-known, his name's Herb Zerkowski, well-known writer for the Montreal Gazette. He's been there a hundred years, grumpy, yeah. grumpy, grumpy old bastard. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love him. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> he actually called me on my cell phone. I was like, hey, you've been drafted. It's like, you're finding out, like, I mean, I don't think they, I don't even think it was, I don't think it was online or where it was, but I found out from a reporter that told me I got drafted. And so, yeah. 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 They don't even call you, eh? You just find out like that. I, found out. I don't think I don't know who I don't know how he called me first, but yeah, he, he ended up calling me first, and I was not happy. I remember. So, do you guys know? You guys know who Red One is or the Rascals? Um, Can't say I do. No. Yeah, so they're they're a Juno. I'll pump my boys up. They're a Juno award-winning group. They're from Vancouver. All right, on. Okay. Rascals, rap group from Vancouver. They they traveled. They traveled. You know, obviously all around Canada and all around the world. But at mm-hmm. that time. They were the only friends I knew that had been to Montreal, and I, and I called Red, and or he called me, whatever, whatever it was. Get the scouting report from them. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, I don't speak French. I don't want to be running over French stuff. I don't want to be so far from home. And he's, you know, he talks. He's like, guy, yo, guy, you're crazy. Montreal's the illest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 18's the drinking age, my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I had no idea, but what a, he's right. It was the illest. Like, yeah. what, a, what an amazing city to to live in. To The people were great. The party was amazing. Uh, and just uh, great food and beautiful people. Like, it was, uh, I remember the, the, describing the first time we got in town, we came in, we were in St. John's, Richelieu, which is like, an hour outside of town where training camp was. Mm-hmm. They, we went straight from the airport to there for camp. And then after like a week, we had a break a night off. They took us into town on a bus and said, you guys got one night to enjoy the night, enjoy the city. I remember getting off the bus with the rest of the guys. And I thought there was some sort of festival going on. Like I thought it was like a festival or some, the, the streets, it, it was just Saturday night. And that's just what back then it was Crescent street. Cause that was, now it's moved on to the old port and down there, but it was, that's how crazy the city was compared to Vancouver for me. And yeah, Oregon. no kidding. Um, it was bananas. And yeah, cool place to be. No, that's great. Obviously, um, you know, getting your start with your career with, uh, with Montreal was fantastic, but let's talk about that transition and how that opportunity presented itself for, uh, to make the transition to NFL and how the San Diego chargers ended up coming up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess for me, it was kind of, it's funny, man. And I always say this, I never, if I didn't, I broke my arm in the Eastern final um, after my first year in in, uh, in the CFO when I was leaving the NFL. And I never, if I didn't break my arm, I never would have made the NFL. And that, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but here, mm. here's why. Like, yeah. I'm not, as I talked about my athletic background and, and <clears throat> you look at Americans compared to Canadians, 
every American, especially speed positions, they all have a track background. Like track is their number one, you know, if not the number two sport. Like they all run track. They all can fly. And I never ran track in my life till like till junior college. I didn't run track, and so I'm not the fastest kid. Like so, I'm, I'm I got pretty good feet and hips, and like I can I can, I can cover for sure. Um, uh, but my coverage yeah. comes from like my quick feet and my hips and stuff like that. And and they and you have to when you're signing when you're going from the CFL to the NFL, you have to run a forty. You have to you, they have to test you. So mm-hmm. they oh, can I look see. at your film and say, shit, this guy can cover. Like it's evident. But they want to they want to test you and. I broke my hand, so when the window, there's like a three-month window, you could leave the CFL and go to the NFL. During that window, I couldn't run because I had a cast on my arm. And I remember the remember the scout yeah. for the Chargers, his name was A.J. Smith, he then became the GM, but I remember him saying to the media, I have an interview somewhere, but he's like, I don't need to I don't need to him to come and put on shorts and, and a T-shirt and come and run. I could see it's evident to me that the kid can run, the kid can cover and I'm like, yes, great. Because I really, I can't. With your run. cast and everything. You're like, all right, I'm fist bump. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not fast enough. Um, yeah. But once I get into training camp and I'm lining up against NFL receivers, I can cover them because I'm quick enough to stay with them. And I'm, I'm not, For sure. I'm not slow, but to play a corner in the NFL, you can't be slow. But I'm not like top end fast. But I'm quick enough to kind of make up for it. And I, I cheat and I grab their jerseys and stuff like that. So I was able to, to hang on a couple of years. But uh, it, it, I really believe if I would have, and I broke my arm and had a cast on my arm, I would have never made it. That's interesting that you say that and that that's how, you know, these things do end up happening for a reason if you if you believe that as well. But I mean, like, hey, for that to be able to really just sort of shape, I mean, the next couple of years in your career, that that is pretty fantastic. Um, and, you know, obviously, like, well, what are some of those standout moments that you had with the Chargers? And I guess furthermore would be what what's it like? comparing the NFL to the CFL. I'm, I'm sure that like a, a lot of fans have that question as well. What are some of those major differences either than like the game being, you know, pretty much different, but like, obviously what are some of the other differences between the two? I don't know. I don't know who you guys, I don't know if it's bird or who your guys statistician is, but if you guys, if you looked at my NFL stats, you, you'd know what my, uh, my greatest moments were down there it probably happened on the weekends uh, after the game because I didn't have I didn't have much <laughs> going on during the game. But uh, well, for sure. But I mean, like we're talking more about like being able to share the field with some of the greats. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm, I'm teasing. I, I, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, it's Bird. Bird's definitely a statistician. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll put this one on Bird. No. Wow. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told, like you know, it's uh, you know being down whenever whenever you're at you know, at the pinnacle of your career. And I, I remember like every moment for me, it's funny. Every moment for me that happened was significant. Like signing my first contract. When I signed the contract, it was like, man, this was, I hadn't made the team. I got 7,500 bucks with my signing bonus. Like that, that far from guarantees you a spot on the team. Um, but that was significant because I could always say I signed the NFL contract. Like oh, for sure. I was on the NFL team. I was in the NFL training camp. And then I remember like, I think like the first when I remember the, when I first made the, my first year, Mike Riley was the head coach. And I remember walking out of the team meeting and they had made the final cuts. But they never told the guys who were on the team that we made it. We just looked around and I noticed like all the rookies that were with me and that were on the cusp, but a bunch of them were gone and a few of us were still there. And it's day one of, we played the Redskins, I think, on the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? They were the Redskins. Command, the we commanders, the Redskins. Yeah. yeah, you played the Redskins at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, all what it is. That's yeah. me. My media training. See, my brain, I can't even say it. <laughs> there it is. I'm so nervous to say Washington. But, yeah. uh, 
the Commanders. We played the Commanders 10, 20 years ago. Um, yeah, anyway, so we played the first week, and I remember uh, at that first meeting, walking out of the meeting room, and I and head coach was, was coming out, and I, I kind of stopped him. I said, hey, coach, just like, did I make the team? Because I just need to know because uh, I need to know. It's my, my life. life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to call my mom. Uh, yeah. I need to sign a lease in my apartment. I need to sign a lease and thing. And For I sure. I, I wasn't sure. No one, no one said anything. And he said, Davis, he said, you made it for now. Fuck yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> it, I'll take it. Yeah. Very vague, yeah. but all right. Reassuring, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not exactly reassuring, but uh, but I, met, I did. I follow up. I'm like, can I go get an apartment? He's like, you can go get an apartment. I'm like, okay. Anyway, but yeah. So I mean, I remember that's, like just that's sweet though. Even that man, and be able to see like, that moment, and then you know, being able to call my mom um, and, and tell her, you know, like such a big supporter of my, in everything I did in my life. Um, you know, to be able to tell her, uh, you know, call her and remember, I remember where I was when I called her and she's not with us anymore. Like being able to call her and tell her that like was really like something that's pretty, you know, oh, pretty oh, real, you know, pretty amazing for someone who like followed my every move and every mess up to my whole life. And I, I, I did it. Like I made it. Like that was kind of, so there's, and then I, then the, there's a team photo. I remember the team photo like three weeks later in the season. And, and I remember thinking, yes, this, I made it past the photo. So like I'll yeah. ever, forever be in an NFL team photo, even if I got cut engraved into I'll that. Yeah. There. So all these little, you know, and I got my first start. It's like yeah, I was a star. I could say forever yeah. now. I could say I was a starter in the NFL. Like that's incredible. So just all these little things that happen um, that I think you kind of when you know you're just like a day away from being cut, um, which I always was. Um, <laughs> but it's oh, not man. just real. It's real. It's pressure. It's real yeah. life. It's it is what it is, right? Um, Who'd you line up against in your first start? Who was across yeah, from you? Pretty pretty crazy. So we had uh, my first start. We played against the Oakland Raiders, and it was it was crazy. That was the year that they won the Super Bowl. It was um, or lost. They lose the Tampa Bay. They won it. They, they lost. lost. Tampa Bay. They yeah, lost. Yeah. 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 It was it was uh, Rich Cannon was the MVP that year. Yeah. Uh, yep. He was the quarterback. Um, Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, and Ooh. Jerry Porter. So I'm lining up against yeah. Jerry Rice in my first my first start was pretty savage. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, they had a couple old old vets at, at receiver there. Yeah. They carried them all the way though. Tim Brown and, and Jerry Dude. Rice. And then uh, wow, that's like cool. Charlie Gardner was a little running back. But yeah, they were they were loaded. That's the year that the guy, uh, Barrett Robbins, their center, took off to Vegas. No, Tijuana. He took off to Tijuana the night before the game. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but he took no. off to Tijuana the night before the Super Bowl against the Bucks. <laughs> and got thrown in jail and never showed up for the game. No, yeah. what? I don't yeah. recall that. That's, not... That's no way. The story. His name was Barrett Robbins. Barrett That's Robbins. Wild. That's incredible. What was in Tijuana? Like that <laughs> yeah. was a party. Yeah, that was a one hell of a fucking fiesta. Stopped, Jesus. If, I lived in San Diego for a couple of years, so if we stopped the recording, I could tell you what was in Tijuana. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll save that. We'll save that for the post for the post combo. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Oh man. But then after that, so after the NFL, do you mind talking a little bit about your departure from the NFL and then making your way back to CFL? Because you you did experience some some highs there as well. Obviously, uh, like you're a three time Grey Cup champion. So I mean, you know, making that transition was was uh, obviously it, it definitely had its perks for, um, for lack of better words. But you know, what was that transition like coming back from the NFL to the CFL? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so I signed a two-year contract in San Diego, um, mm-hmm. and I, I finished the two years. So I, I mean, I spent the two years 
on the roster. I didn't spend any time on, you know, the practice roster or the development. So, I, you know, I, I joke about, you know, not having a lot of success, but I was you know, yeah. there for a solid two seasons. Two years stint, absolutely. Yeah, and then enter my third year, they actually offered me a one-year contract at a minimum at a minimum salary, um, a one-year contract. And I, and I, my agent decided that I should look for something a little bit more because I played a little bit and I had some success when I was in there. And he thought, why don't you look for something else? And so I told the Chargers we're going to wait and look around. And, and uh, they um, went for about three weeks. I went to Australia with a friend and took a few weeks off. And my agent poked around. And I think they heard I was poking around a bit. And nothing, nobody, nobody else wanted to sign me, which probably because I'm slow and have hands that can't hold an iPhone. <laughs> um, and they, uh, and so my agent went back to them and said, hey, you know, Davis will sign that, that third year deal. Um, and they said that we moved on. So I was kind of, you know, kind of a story that I don't tell too often, but I was kind of heartbroken because I had a, yeah. actually had a third year um, contract offered to me that I ended up turning down and then really, really bad mistake because nobody else wanted gotcha. to sign me. Um, yeah. So I think the first year I was back in, in Canada, I was probably pretty salty, but... Uh, Felt like you should be in the NFL still, right? Yeah. yeah. You still had something to prove. Like, they obviously, you know, if, if I was someone who was a high priority, somebody else would assign me or they would have, or if they had my rights, they would assign me. So they, and there was a good chance I went back for training camp that year and I would, same thing, I would day-to-day if I make the team or not. So mm-hmm. far from throwing away guaranteed money, but just to have, you know, be back in the room again and have another shot to make the team for another year, uh, I was probably pretty salty with that. But, but uh, yeah, came back and, and uh, had a good another, I don't know how many years before, I, another six or seven, eight more years probably. Until I finally retired. One, one more question with the Chargers, sorry. Uh, who uh, who of the defensive backs was a stud on the team when you were there for those couple of years? Yeah, Rodney Harrison. Rodney yeah. Harrison, no way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And can yeah. and obviously when you're practicing every day and you're and you're playing these games, can you just see the difference on like these all pro caliber players versus kind of bubble players? I guess it, yeah. it must be crazy to see. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome question, Mike. Uh, no, with Rodney, and and here here's why because he's oh, wow. because I played I played nickelback, so I actually only due to injuries. Um, my my first year I played a ton, so I was out there a ton. I think I played like eleven games at nickelback, which as you guys know, nickelback in the NFL, you're basically starting like you're out there the whole time. Yeah, there's always three receivers, right? So the nickel plays right beside the strong safety a lot of times. So I was with you know I was with Rodney beside him you know most of the season a lot of time. And, you know, I knew who he was. I knew he was a pro bowler. But to answer your question, could you tell in practice how, how great he was? And yes, I knew him, but he was so flick, flipping physical. Yeah. Uh, he's Such always vicious, eh? of, oh, Yeah. He, he, would, he would physically and verbally dominate and bully every tight end we lined up against every week. At the beginning oh. of the game, he would elbow him. He would push him in the back. He would hit him. And, like, these are NFL tight ends, like, badass dudes. And Rodney punked every last one of them. Like, that was his mission. The first quarter, he's going to hit the shit out of the tight end and punk him and let him know he's going to yeah. kick his ass. And it was – it always just was, like – The mental warfare there. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Rodney's a bad dude because mm-hmm. he's not punking me or you. He's punking the 6'6", the 250-pound – tight end that's also a stud and he punked him every yeah. single week so yeah. i knew he was just different and uh, he was a special athlete not not physically like some of the guys that I, i'm sure you're talking about like but 
but just the way he, the way he, his makeup, his physical makeup and his mental toughness was like probably no one I've ever seen before. Makes sense because he never stood out as like a, a, like a speedy, crazy athletic guy. He just came off as like a powerful scout, ruthless player, right? Tough shit. And he's a, he's a, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete too. Obviously, mm-hmm. because he's still yeah. tough, he kind of just doesn't, you don't really see it, man. And Junior Sale, I mean, Junior was on that team too. And Junior, but obviously, Junior is a special one of the best linebackers to ever play the game. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I put a couple really, really uh, legendary guys and Doug Flutie's on that team and Ladanian Tomlinson. And, yeah. You know, really legendary dudes on that team for sure. So Absolutely. Cool. So cool. I mean, I guess that kind of loops back as well. Like, are, what are some of the major standout differences between both leagues? I mean, obviously, there's it's it's just a completely different game down there. You know, we're talking with the NFL, but what are some of those major differences from someone you know that's played in both leagues? I like to tell this story because everyone thinks it's crazy, so I always tell it. Yeah, yeah, play it on us. Yeah, yeah. I played two years in the NFL. My next two years. In the CFL, I made more money those two years than I did in the two years in the NFL. No, really? Wow! Made more than the than the minimum in the NFL. Yeah. So, like a high a high paid guy in the CFL and a high paid Canadian guy because Canadians get paid more because I don't know if you know what you guys know CFL, but if you're Canadian, you usually get paid more because you're valuable because there's not as many good Canadians to choose from. So, if you're a good Canadian, then you get paid a lot more and whatever. So, anyway, and, and back then there was no salary cap. When I back in now, the salary cap a little bit different, but back then, but so two years returning from the NFL, I made more than the two years previous in the NFL, which people think is hilarious, but just uh, wild, especially because you were drafted sixth. Uh, and so you know, especially to have the Canadian product, and that is that is pretty special as well. Drafted um, sixth, I made $33,000 that year, by the way. That year, the year before, the year before I went to the NFL, I made thirty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's still a ticket. That's that's still that's still something. You were probably a, a commodity coming from the Chargers, though, being a corner too. Because from I was at a wedding in Kelowna, and uh, another Canadian dude, he played safety for for BC for a bit. And they, I think, don't they often bring in americans to play those those kind of skill positions so if you're a canadian taking up a roster spot being able to fill a cornerback position and starting i mean you must have been a pretty big commodity in the one was it one of the crumb was it one of the crumb brothers no his name's matt mcgarvey played at windsor he blew out his knee oh yeah yeah Yeah, there you go yeah shout out out to matt mcgarvey yeah Yeah, for sure had a good weekend with him (laughs) a couple good stories yeah He was, you know, he came in and played. Uh, he came in and played a little bit in his early on, and then he got hurt and had a bad injury. But he was, yeah, he was doing pretty good when he was out there. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no, the, those positions are mostly um, they call them. They call you a ratio breaker if you play a, uh, a position mostly for Americans. So mm. you know, offensive line guards, guards and centers are usually Canadians or defensive tackles. Um, and then the guys on the outside, like cornerbacks or yeah. offensive tackles, are usually American. So if you yeah. play, if you're a Canadian that's good enough to play one of those American spots, it kind of flops the ratio around, which which usually get helps you with your negotiations, contract wise. So you were talking about obviously your your time here, uh, your time spent over at Montreal, and and how amazing it was. And even though you didn't know anything really about what the culture was going to be like in Montreal and how great of a city it was. You've traveled all across this great nation and played in one of like all the major cities, at least. Uh, what are some of the best cities for you to be able to play in across Canada? Um, and, and any stories to go along with that as to why? 
cities to play in. You know what? The the cities that the smaller the smaller towns that you wouldn't think would be, uh, you know. As but, fun or rowdy. Yeah. Those the reason the things. reason why I asked this is because I've I've done an, I've interviewed Damon Allen before, and some of his answers surprised me as well. So I was very interested to see how that relates to what you have to say. Sask and Sask and Winnipeg, and those are probably the, the two best. Would probably be Sask and Winnipeg because they're the best. Yeah, they 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 care the most when you're there. You like you, you know what's game day. You land in the airport, and, and there's you know flags around, and you walk around town, and they know. Like it's just it's just it's just a cool environment. Everyone goes to the same place, so now everyone charters playing, so they have to leave after the game. But when I was playing, it was pretty cool. We would the game would end, we flew on Air Canada with like the general public. Like we'd be on, I'd be sitting with you know Aunt Alice next to me in the in the seat. Like it's just regular folks in our playing. So um, yeah, everyone amazing. goes to the same place after the game. Like everyone goes and to wherever you go in Winnipeg or Sash. The local haunt or the watering yeah. hole or whatever. You got two teams there and everyone knows the two teams are there. It's packed full of people. And it's, it's fun, fun times. Yeah, those are cool times. That would be good shit. Oh, man. And you know what? That that totally, I, I totally see that as well, especially when it comes to Saskatoon. Um, you know, and you look at Saskatchewan, like that is, that is their team. That is what they have. That's all they have really when it comes to anything, like when it comes to CFL, I mean, like they don't have a professional hockey team. Obviously they have, they have, uh, they have other, other teams as well, but you know, with CFL, I mean, that's literally it. And I don't think the jets were really a thing, uh, in Winnipeg. So Winnipeg, probably the same story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Winnipeg was fun too. The Earl, it was the Earls and I think it was Portage. Portage in Maine or something. That, it was an Earl's and it was like the place to go. Or like a cactus club or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 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 No, that's 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 amazing. Um, and then so segueing from your professional football career um, now with TSN and just with this show, we've had um, we've had the, the opportunity and the, and the chances to be able to talk with people from from TSN like Jack Armstrong and, and James Duffy and, and, and now you as well. And uh, kind of tell us how that all came to be and how you ended up landing with TSN. I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, Perfect. I got them fooled somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, you know it's uh, a blessing, and then like you guys, you guys understand this, and yeah, and I always say like I, I'm, you know, right place, right time, and, and fortunate to to get an opportunity and, and then just kind of have, have tried to, you know, make the most of it and, and work hard and, and uh, you know, be professional and have, have fun. And just, I think, I think that's it. I think I, I hopefully I come off authentic and, and I realized early on, that's really all you can do is, you know, people can see through bullshit. And, and so yeah. you yeah. yourself and I've always kind of had fun and I can be self-deprecating. I don't take myself too seriously. Um, I think I have a lot of good information. I study football and I know football and, mm-hmm. um, but I also don't think I know it all. So I think there's a, I think people appreciate that. I hope people do. Um, and yeah, that's really like, I always say this, like I, I work here. There's a lot of other people that could do my job. Um, and I'm completely aware of that and I feel pretty fortunate that I have it and, and I have fun with it. I mean, it goes without saying, I mean, just chatting with you feels like you're here in, in the living room with us and we're just having a beer and, and chatting a little bit of football. And, you know, you definitely have that inviting personality as well. But not only that, you're you're very knowledgeable. And so it's 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 easy to be able to relate 
to you and, and some of the things that you're that you're saying here, man. It's uh, it really is a treat. And, you know, things are looking great for you. I mean, like you've uh, been like you just mentioned, you were down um, checking out some of like the NFL camps and whatnot. Um, a- anything on the horizon when it comes to uh, things to look out for? Yeah, good question. And, and by the way, it's been a good conversation with you guys. Like, no, nice I really do appreciate yeah, that. I, I, I enjoy it. So uh, mm. yeah, thank, thank you for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, what, what did we see that I thought was that stood out? Um, I just went to, uh, I'll be out in, in Buffalo this week, but I, I, we were in Philly and New York and New England. Um, yeah, I've seen that. The Patriots, I would say, I was just trying to think of what stood out. Uh, I don't think the Patriots are going to be very good. Uh, <laughs> I've been hearing that. Been yeah, hearing a lot I mean, of that. Yeah, and and I mean, if if you look at if you look at New England, what they've done well over, I mean, and we've had they've people have said this about New England previously that they're they look at their roster, they're not going to be that good, and they somehow find a way. But like defensively speaking, well, obviously Tom's not there, so they could have weak weak receiving core, and they had Tom. Okay, so yeah. now they have an average, maybe above average, average receiving core and a quarterback that's not there. But defensively, like, they've always had, like, top top shelf corners, elite corners. Yeah. And if you look at the defense, they play, like, Belichick's, like, blitzes cover one and, and pressures more than as much as anybody. But he could always do that. And then he's always a genius. He's great. He is. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's, he's a sharp Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But when you have... Darrell Revis or Stephon Gilmore and then JC Jackson, like you can do, you can play these games and, 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 you know, add an extra guy. And like, you can do these things with, when you have those, those special corners and they don't have any of them now. The fact that like, they had JC Jackson, like JC Jackson only thing got drafted. Like, and that way they, they made him into a great corner. He became a great corner, which was fluky or fortunate to say that fortunate. Yeah. Um, they let him walk because they don't want to pay him that much, but now they don't have anybody that, that that's, at least proven. And so how are they going to do, how are you going to blitz? How are you going to do all these elaborate schemes and, and yeah. send an extra guy from wherever you want to send them from? Cause that's the key is where you want to send them from. But how are you going to do that when you don't have guys in the back end that you can leave alone? So uh, uh, keep yeah. an eye out. I will say this yeah. name is Marcus Jones, the third round pick corner from Houston. Take a, take a look at this kid. Um, I'm calling his name. And I hear a bunch of about him, but man, he's, the kid is smooth and fluid, and he could be he could be special. So keep an eye. You heard it here first. In a few years from now, Marcus. <laughs> he's not a first round pick, so it's not expected, right? He's a yeah. third rounder. So he's in the right place then, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think they they churn out pretty good corners. So. Yeah. So that's the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, any other storylines that you're that you're kind of looking forward to as we as we're approaching? Uh, that's why we're we're really able to be excited to be able to have you on this show right before the start of the season as well. So any other storylines that you're really looking forward to? Uh, Buffalo's hangover. You know, I, I'm curious. I'm I'm a big Bills fan or believer. Like I I think their staff is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think Leslie Frazier is underrated defensive guy, and uh, I think. Josh is, and we'll see what happens with Ken Dorsey calling plays now and with Brian Dable being gone. But, uh, you know, let's see if there's any sort of hangover. Um, because that's, that's a tough way to, you they know. They got a high expectations. Yeah, high really expectations. And, and the way they lost last year was dirty. Like, yeah. if they don't, if that last 13 seconds, I think they're Super Bowl champs. If that yeah. doesn't happen. Like, they're not losing, yeah. they're, not losing yeah. they're not losing to Cincinnati. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't think so. so but I mean, like. 
me being a Rams fan, this might be a bit biased, but I mean, that would have been one hell of a Super Bowl that I did actually put a future pick down on for Bills and, and Bills and Rams in the Super Bowl. That would have been something, but you put, you uh, put a future last year for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That was close. Wow. That was close. <laughs> yeah. Well, what what uh, storylines are you guys looking at? Uh, I've been, I'm a Lions guy, but I don't really get too hype on anything there. I don't like the golf situation. Just pay him his guaranteed money and then hopefully find something in the draft. <sighs> yeah. Not trying to get on the hype train watching uh, hard knocks with them. Um, what is, sorry, I want to ask that. Well, I know I'm not the interviewer. You are. Well, what, what, what is, what is, what have you thought of hard knocks? I have some strong feelings about hard knocks right now. Uh, okay. So a couple of buddies and me, we, when we watched the first episode, we realized like, I feel like Dan Campbell reminds us of our high school coach. And I feel like by like, <laughs> by like week, by week nine, some of these veterans aren't going to deal well with like, let's just run, run our heads through a wall attitude when you're, when you're three and six and it gets cold out and like that message is just going to dissipate and it's not going to be good. Cause I mean, I tell me I'm wrong. Like that, that wears thin on guys, especially if you're not winning ball games early. I don't know. It's, it, it feels like a varsity approach. You are, you, you, I, I, you say that, and that's, I, I couldn't have, uh, that's exactly what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Identical. And I, and I, I've been telling people that, like, I watch it. And I first, when the, the whole bite your knee off stuff came, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of laughed because I thought, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to give this guy a pass because. Uh, I feel like he's genuine and I kind of appreciated it. It was like, it wasn't cliche bullcrap. He actually like, I don't think he planned that. I think he just was talking from the heart, which I, I, I appreciated, right? But watching his coaches and watching him and Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, and uh, Deuce Staley and that linebacker coach, Shep, whatever his name is, listening to these guys talk to the players like about like culture change and we're going to hit people and we're going to like, Great. Yeah. NFL. How about you yeah. about scheming somebody and like they're all gonna hit. we're all gonna hit, but yeah, no shit. Yeah, they're just not the other teams are doing the same shit. They're just not talking about it. They're scheming. Yeah. <laughs> it's a given. When you get there, you hit them on the Yeah. <laughs> you got Deuce and, and Aaron Glenn running around chasing each other, getting jawing at each other during the practice. Uh, yeah. Like why aren't you, think, why aren't you coaching your players up? Like this is like it's 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 kind of a sideshow. I don't know if the cameras have thrown them off, but like, oh, it's, it's, it's I think it's gonna be a, bad. I think it's honestly, gonna be so bad. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna actually, be so bad. I sent that a tweet last week. It said it said it's like something to, to the fact that it's true. Like every every Hard Knocks episode I watch, I place another unit on the on the Detroit Lions under bet. Yeah, like <laughs> just like I wonder what their numbers at right now. I haven't even looked, but <laughs> oh man. I'm actually I'm actually heading down to go catch a, a Lions and Seahawks game, and that's gonna be <laughs> oof. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm 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 excited for the tailgate. I yeah. can say that much. <laughs> <laughs> really pumped up for that. Um, any thoughts on on Carolina's uh, uh, quarterback situation and you know what they got going on with Darnold and Baker Mayfield? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Baker fan. Like Same. I don't know. No, no. Are you a Baker fan? Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's good. He's, he's serviceable. Got a, got a yeah, pretty bad deal in Cleveland. Well, yeah, of course, it's Cleveland. They didn't help him. Yeah, he, oh, he is. He's he's serviceable. He's he's good. He's he's. Yeah, I think he's a gamer. Like people just hate the guy. Exactly. And I, I, I think he's a gamer. But yeah, so I, I I figured he'd be the guy, and I'd go to him too. And then and yeah, I hope I hope the best. I hope he goes in there and they beat they beat Cleveland in week one. 
Yeah, no, they absolutely. Need their, they need the running backs to stay healthy, and then they well, yeah, no, I mean, if Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy, I mean, like that, that definitely changes everything. Um, when it comes to, I mean, a lot of the time we've, I've, I'd like to preach and say that you know the NFC West is the hardest division in in football. Not so much the case anymore with Seattle kind of blowing things up and and uh, you know not really understanding what's going on in in Arizona and you know even San Francisco. Um, so now it kind of pivots over to the AFC West being the toughest division in base uh, in, in football. Um, any thoughts, any thoughts on, on what to look out for, um, in the AFC West? Is, is it like potentially all, all four of these teams could be making the playoffs? Yeah. Well, the, uh, the NFC West is, is still like other than Seattle, like, I think you're, you're not wrong to, in my opinion, you're not wrong to say the NFC West is, is the best or the second best or tied one, a one B. Like yeah. still, Seattle's a tire fire, but Arizona's. I think Arizona, Arizona will be better than people think. Like, oh yeah, they're Arizona's fine. I think the media's blown up a little bit too much about you know Kyler Murray's ability to you know <laughs> run his own fucking plays. So, <laughs> so Kyler Murray likes to play Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I mean, so does everyone else. So yeah, I mean, they didn't handle that. They didn't handle that very well. Um, <laughs> it's actually embarrassing, but. But uh, we're going to give you $250 million, but you have to watch one hour of film a night. Oh, like, man. who doesn't watch one hour of film a night anyway? Like, yeah, great. He's just going to put that up on a split screen. That's... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your girlfriend can be looking at his film while he's playing Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, He's going to be playing Madden. Yeah, I'll yeah. build. That's so stupid. They had hey, all the plays really were in there. That was, yeah. For people that really have a lot of money and, and, and running organizations that you figure they're, they're fairly aware and self-aware and and sharp that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty big miss <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no yeah AFC West uh look I don't think Denver's gonna be as good as as folks think I think Russell's lost I think Russell's lost a step he's he's rust in the pocket now he's he's got the mobility um we'll see what happens mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there Oakland and then I think you I think you have the, the Chiefs and the Chargers are are uh, gonna be pretty pretty good again. Pretty damn good. Be much improved, and I think, yeah, I like I like what they're doing in San Diego, or not San Diego anymore. I guess it's LA. Yeah, yeah, LA. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a division that I'm I'm gonna be watching uh, very closely too. I'm obviously looking for another big season from our from the Rams. I mean, like for them to. You know, I mean, you got to put them up as one of the potential Super Bowl favorites again. I mean, they 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 did pretty well. They lost, you know, a couple pieces, but then they gained and, some. And as the Chargers well. are in the NFC West, but you're talking NFC. Yeah, I'm talking about the Rams and the, the, yeah, yeah, but the differences yeah, between both West divisions. But yeah, no, just an exciting year of, of football coming up for the NFL and obviously CFL as well. Um, one more time, this is TSN's Davis Sanchez on the show. Uh, and, I do, and I do know who's in the NFC West, by the way, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not Oakland yeah. anymore. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Davis, it was. A list of the divisions. I <laughs> <laughs> I'll share my screen that I'm looking at here right now. That's. <laughs> I'll just do a little screen share. Uh, Davis, again, man, thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with us again here today. Um, uh, really, just a pleasure to be able to have such a such an incredible football mind on the show and be able to, just to chop it up with uh, with a real one. So thanks again for jumping on yeah, the show. I with appreciate us. you, Jess. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good luck with everything, fellas, and yeah. hopefully we'll do it uh, again sometime. And let's do oh, it yeah. again, man. We'd love to have you back on the show. Man. All right, Davis. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Episode 30. Boom. 
in the books, David Sanchez from TSN. Uh, real great to be able to chop it up with him. And like I mentioned in the interview, like it, it really just feels like you're sitting in the living room with him, having a couple beers and just chopping it up about football. And uh, really great to have him on the show. It was, uh, you know, it, it's it's cool to see that contrast between the CFL and the NFL and get the, those two perspectives because some players don't have that at all. Yeah, I sound like a broken fucking record again saying this guy just... I say this about every guest that comes on, but this guy was a beauty. I wish we could have hung out with him for the afternoon. He was so down to earth. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, like, like when he told us he lined up against Jerry Rice and signing that first contract, I don't know. I eat that shit up so much. I can hear stories like that all day. Oh man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great to great to have him on and look forward to having him on as well and uh, be able to check him out on TSN as he's going to be doing all the CFL and all the NFL coverage as he does every season. So, um, Great to have Davis on. Uh, speaking of which, football. I mean, Mikey. Now that you're now that you're leaving uh, for a bit, and uh, we're like Bird, you, you gotta you gotta pick a team, man. You gotta pick a team. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys pick a team for me? I want you to figure figure <laughs> out a good you, team. Do you have any nuts between your legs? No <laughs> fucking team. Right? <laughs> Listen, I am I am the most casual kidding. viewer no. that you could ever meet, and I. It's the one spot we actually talked about this. Uh, Josh and I did. Yeah. We were like, we were like, man, you two guys are so dialed into football. And I feel like Josh and I are so dialed into basketball, and Mike and I are so dialed into hockey. You know, so what that's I mean? our like, triangle. We each got each of us kind of have one thing that we are just not as knowledgeable about as the other two guys. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you do sound like you're then... committed though to to football now. You're ready to sink your well, teeth into it a bit. Well, here's the thing. I got roped into another fucking fi- Josh fantasy league, so uh, I kind of have to know what I'm doing. So Josh and, is trying to make uh, a couple hundred bucks off. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're also doing DB two bets, right? So yeah, I got I got to just pick one and just roll with it, like something exciting, a good a good brand of football. Well, you have mentioned in the past, though. You now that I think about it, you've mentioned in the past because your sister is down in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, there like, was the Saints, but I don't know. I just Saints come They're in a weird time there with Janus Winston at the helm. You really don't know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, Josh, you were telling me maybe not to go with them this year. Is there a reason for that? Like, I, I think it... they're a complete coin flip. I don't even know. I couldn't even diagnose what to expect with the Saints. I mean, if Jameis is good. I mean, you got Kamara there. I mean, Michael Thomas comes back healthy. I mean, all of a sudden, they could be fucking... They might be 11-6. and Who knows? I don't know what their defense looks like, but... Well, yeah. And then you also just have, like... I don't know. I just feel like post-Drew Brees era is just... uh, They're still finding themselves, and it just doesn't feel right. I don't know. It's it's strange. Um, And then, like... And then no Peyton as well, so it's... Uh... I have a feeling that the Saints are going to ruin a lot of bets because people aren't going to know how to bet them, especially early on. To cover like, I don't even know if Vegas is going to know spread. how to fucking put yeah. spreads on them. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so I mean, so with all that being said, uh, if I'm to pick a team for you, and I think for you know where you're located and with the amount of fans that you'll be able to cheer along with and for what they need to prove, I think the Buffalo Bills is who Fuck. you need to... Mm. I think you need hundred percent. It's yeah. n- now. There's no better time to say I'm a Bills fan. Like this is the time. Yeah, you're, you're in Bills, Bills district. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. 
I and mean, when you're... I did watch the playoffs last year, so of course. I did. Yeah. I, I watched the heartbreak, and I, I feel like we actually had a conversation about it on the show, mm-hmm. and just yeah. how ridiculous that was. But yeah, I was, I was it? a did little. Part of it feel, did you feel it a little bit? Yeah, I did. Walk? Yeah, that's yeah, how I was know. invested. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's not a bad choice. I think honestly, yeah, time to get a tarp. Um, get a Josh Allen tarp. Um, it's. Bills are they're exciting, man, and they have a lot to prove. Like just even going back to the interview that we had with Davis, uh, right. like they 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 got robbed. They got robbed last year, and like and that's he was talking about the hangover and you know how they're going to be able to bounce back from that. And it's 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 gonna they have to. This is now there's now is their time. There's 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 no two ways around it. They've made some big mm-hmm. pickups in the off season as well. Um, so I think the Bills. I mean, like. If I was looking for a team, I think it would be the Bills right now. And you know what? I'll be there with you. I'll I'll be cheering. I mean, my, my heart always lies with the Rams. Uh, but I do want to see the Bills do well because it's just it's exciting when the Bills are doing well. Like the majority yeah, of they're kind of like group, your second team, I would say. I mean, yeah, I, I, the majority of our friend group cheers for the Bills. Um, and then when I mean, then there's the Lions. So it's. Pretty tafe. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. Mike, should I follow the Lions this year? No. Uh, <laughs> as you probably heard in our interview with fucking the Sanchez. No. Uh, no. The, the Sanchez Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez. I like um, that. But I say, uh, I say, stick with the Bills, hundred percent, just because you're going to be surrounded by like-minded fans. Like you're going to have a lot of Bills, Bills Mafia up in Toronto. And you know what? You know um, what you do right now is you go on the bet. First of all, download the Bet Stamp app. Make sure you have it. But go on the Bet Stamp app. Can't help yourself. It's fucking I free. I mean, come on. It's free. But go it. on the Bet Stamp app and take them to win their division right now. Before before the state before the scales even tip more like you gotta Ooh, gotta see what they're okay. listed at. I'm pretty sure I bet they're probably in around minus two hundred. But you throw you throw on enough bucks, you do a little bit of line shop, and you'll probably find a book that will give you somewhere in the minus one hundreds. Oh, so yeah. like one seventy. I, uh, I won't be on the bet stamp uh, or the bet segment next. So I just want to throw this out there before. Yeah. Apparently. The Cincinnati Bengals aren't the favorites to win their division, even though they went to the Super Bowl last year. They got they got Baltimore yeah. winning that division. And everything's still a question mark right now. Yeah, which leads me to a team to follow. I kind of like cheering for fucking Joe Burrow. Yeah. There the you go. So keep an eye on them. If you want to jump on a team, Burrow, Burrow's fun to watch. They got Chase. Like I, I and they do have a pretty good following here in Ontario. Uh, I don't. I, I, I. It's funny because once, once they made the uh, once they made the Super Bowl, all of a sudden, all these all these Cincinnati Bengal fans that I fucking had no clue that they were Bengals fans. Obviously, I wouldn't because they've been dog shit for the last couple decades. So, um, yeah, it's been nice uh, to get get on board with a team with a young uh, up and coming. Cool. Like the cool jerseys. You know, too. I don't. I also don't want to be that guy though. It's no, just like, ah, oh, Cincinnati Bengals. You also don't want to be like, so like the team that everyone hates and sucks asshole just because I'm a true fan. Like, fuck that. I do, I've done that my whole life with the Lions. Come ride the Lion train with me and get buried. Oh, it's okay. I ride the Leaf train, so. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh man. In no one. Sorry. Oh, man. But, that's, but that's the thing, though, is that you're just in a unique situation now where it's just like, yeah. I am a brand new NFL fan. I'm going to be following. I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to follow them. Might as well make it a fun team that's doing things. 
So True. again, I think I think the Bills and Bengals, those are two good options for you to be able to follow. Follow them both. See which one you like. Watch yeah. the first couple of weeks. And maybe if you just aren't feeling Joe Burrow, maybe he's just like out of the smug motherfucker. He thinks he's <laughs> God's gift to earth. And I mean, he's pretty cool. Joe um, Cool. Joe Cool. But maybe you're just more of a Josh guy. Maybe you're more. more I've always more been Bills more of a Josh guy. Nah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, you do. Ah. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Who isn't a Josh guy? He's a big bad motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> fucking losers. That's who. Throw diamonds and run people over. You just oh, call yourself a loser? No, I said <laughs> losers. That's who. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, 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 you mentioned uh, the Leafs there quick, and it just made me realize, and this is when the sweet spot starts, especially for uh, for a yep. podcast. You yeah, know, yeah, Everything yeah. ramps up. Fuck. Yeah, that, really that, that timing, that time of year, you just couldn't pull out at Christmas time, could you? You no. couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to keep this fucking PG rated. <laughs> I have to go sick. Have a couple of yops. Talk on the clown. You better get rid of me. Uh, well, with that being said, any any final any final words of wisdom, any micisms or or uh, anything that you want to say before we, we sign off this episode 30 and uh, you, you you take the next step into fatherhood. Ah, fuck you! I can't put me on the spot. I don't know. It's been a it's been a lovely ride. I'm not going far. Just no. taking a little time out so I can learn how to burp the baby and uh, hold up my end of the bargain at home. Uh, you guys enjoy this enjoy this grind. Keep keep her going. I'll be listening every week. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you back in uh, in a few months. And uh, we'll just uh, man, we were talking about it. We we're like, we're just gonna be able to jump right back into things like, oh, the, way that, like the way that it was. So I might get antsy and a little stir crazy at home and say I need to get a taste. So who knows? Yeah, yeah sneak out for half an hour for a bet betting show or something. There it is. Yeah, we'll turn, look- turn it into seven beers and fucking sleep on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> There it is. Couch is always open. Classic in the Elijah household. Here at Rogers Studios. (laughs) Dangerous. Poor Rogers Studios. Well, with that being said, that that about wraps it up here. Episode 30 in the books. Done like dinner. Like, share, subscribe. All that good stuff. Mikey, fucking love you. Birdman, love you too. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Um, Can't wait to keep bringing out more more episodes and uh, lots of fun stuff coming down the pipe. So uh, have yourselves a great week and uh, talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. 
Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.